Hello, and welcome to One Good Thing. Let's talk about the one better thing. Finding good things. It seems so easy. The podcast that... But we were... Deceived. Poe, we've run out of good things. Find the OG team and find out the one better thing. What if they don't want to be found? We never asked that before. We have to get out of here. The premise is collapsing. Get in the history hole. We've tried everything. They're gone. Not everything. But quick fire. I need someone to remind me why we started this. The world needs a watcher. You must not avert your eyes. What's that? It's the Threeman. Cat got you. This boss box looks like Brad Pitt. Pronounce Julie, it rounds really. Come your head! Pizza! What? Spoiled sucks. That has layers. that is most definitely coming this summer. I'm Preview Salt. I'm Bois. <laughs> uh, this week we aren't even going to wait for the film to start. We're just here for those film trailers. And then you sneak out the yeah. back. We bought the tickets to meet Joe Black. <laughs> I-, I wanted to bolster the box office um, of Mr. Pitt. I wanted to bolster Brad's box office and then just get the fuck out of there before having to sit for a single moment of that film. <laughs> that I haven't seen and never will. Oh, fuck me. So, we are covering our favourite film trailers. Yeah, that I remember. Film trailers are short films featuring footage and dialogue from upcoming films. Film, 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 film. <laughs> uh, of some 10 billion videos watched online annually, film trailers rank third after news and user-created video. A second one is so huge. Yeah. What counts as not user-created video? Yeah. I, Automated Russian bot videos. Any any human that isn't part of a company. Yeah. Who makes a video. Anyone that's not the actual press team at L'Oreal, uh, which is the only footage I watch. It's the only footage you need. They're ranked below film trailers. All of them. Every single one. And I hate them. So, Paul, you dramatic voiceover. <sighs> Why should we talk about cynical marketing ploys? What are we devoting our time to that for? What are we going to talk about next? The latest advert for Colgate? Because it's all art, isn't it? All of it? Pretty much. Oh. As far as I'm aware, that's what my gran always told me. <laughs> Spat in her face. That's... Ah, why, gran? It's art. It's my art. It's my truth. I'm living it. I grew up in L'Oreal. the 50s, mate. <laughs> New range. <laughs> Spat face. L'Oreal. Spat face. Maybe it's Spat face. So, <laughs> trailers, again, as, as well as being a cynical marketing genius move. Yeah. A very effective one. A good film trailer can really yeah. just turn your expectations around for a film, as we'll come to a couple yeah. of times in our list. It's a very effective one. We've had the, you know, not us personally, but I know people have had the discussion of, uh, you know, whether adverts are art and, uh, mm. and and basically just John Lewis Christmas adverts. So, <laughs> Well, I mean, this is what we're coming down to is 
can art be functional or does the mm. very functional nature of the thing render it not art if we're defining art as mm. an attempt to express an idea or emotion or something mm. and communicate it visually usually or audially through you know music but yeah. to express something then trailers are doing that movie trailers are doing that and even tv adverts and john lewis adverts are doing that but in yeah. the context of trying to invoke those feelings so that you will then buy something to persuade yes. you to do something isn't that what music yeah. does i mean isn't that what everything is kind of doing yeah <laughs> i do of. really i love painting don't, don't get me wrong yeah. I do need to eat. So <laughs> if somebody could patronise me, I'll patronise you, you fucking clown. <laughs> so it's only really the street artists who come along, do the work unattributed, and then yeah. run off into the night. They're the only real artists because they're not it's allowing any art. form of commercialization interfere with their yeah. um, ex- form of expression. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm really glad that we managed to, to narrow scope for what art you know what could be considered art um i think that's really productive are video games art um are they painted onto the side of a building by an anonymous anonymous hero no no that's the only <laughs> no, art definitely not <laughs> our trailers are it's this idea that because if you've watched mad men there's mm. discussion in there where um john hans uh madman john madman mm. he talks about how we can we can't sell this product i think this is an episode one we can't sell this product by selling the product. We're going to sell the lifestyle. We're going to sell the yeah. idea, the nostalgia, everything else. And trailers are trying to do the same thing. They're trying to make you feel a certain way and invite you to come and feel that way at a greater mm. length <laughs> later on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, but that's that's what oil paintings uh, did around the era of Holbein. Mm. It's, it's it's aspirational. It's painting it's mm. painting people with, with their possessions. Mm it's the original advertisement would you consider that not art because it's all about attainment and and about what you could be in the yeah. same way yeah um, potentially i mean then you're I getting feel, in... i feel things watching trailers um and it yeah. not like exclusive from the feeling of wanting to watch the movie i can watch a trailer and <laughs> and and have like an emotional reaction to it yeah and, and that be it and it just be in and of itself yeah Some, yeah absolutely um, and sometimes you do get the impression of a trailer merely trying to copy something else that has been effective or trying to utilize something that is popular in order to try and sell tickets. And the cynical nature of the endeavor does come through. But, you know, then you're just getting into the realms of bad art. Yeah. Art that is not very good, of yeah. which there is much in every medium. Yeah. Probably mostly, in fact, in every medium. And so, I'd say so. but the really good trailers, the ones that we're hopefully about to talk to you about, are the ones where they have tried to actually create some sort of emotion or some sort of resonant connection with the audience. And in mm. doing so, in innovative use of cinematography and editing, which is all that film is anyway, can surely only be considered in and of themselves pieces of that same expression. Mm. Because sometimes directors get involved in trailers at, you know, at that level. Kubrick famously directed a lot of his own trailers, as, do, as you know, Christopher Nolan often gets involved um, in his own production material because yeah, I think right. they understand that it's all part of a singular experience and it starts at the audience's first experience of your world, which includes the poster and the trailers. Yeah, it's... definitely. And we'll get into specifics when we mm. get into these, um, when we race through these 20 <laughs> fucking fly entries. Through, mate. But um, yeah, it does obviously depend from trailer to trailer. But sure. um, I, th- I think for the, for the most part, we can definitely at the very least argue that it's 
art. I, I think so. We can we can certainly offer a compelling argument towards that idea because hmm. I mean expectations form so much a part of people's experience of a film. You know, no, very few people, unfortunately, go into a film knowing nothing. Even I don't really do it outside of festivals. And I love it in festivals when mm. I go and sit in a dark room and suddenly realize I don't even know what the next one's called. That's fantastic. Yeah. But not everybody gets that experience. Most of the time, they start to build up their opinions and experience of a film at the point of advertising. And so mm. I think advertising has to be considered part of the context of the film. I think so. Yeah. Uh, let's get into a couple of annoying habits in trailers before we talk about our top ten. Um, sure. One of our big bugbears, and we've talked about this often, is when the trailer is giving you the plot, when really what you need is the premise, max. Mm. You, it should give you yeah. a sense of what it is. And some of these trailers don't even do that. They just give you like a tone piece that we're going to talk yeah. about. But the worst trailers it's are like where a it's Pixar like... Short. I mean, the one I always come back to are, is The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, where just based on mm. the trailer, I felt like I had seen the first hour easily. Yeah. And I've recently been led to believe that no, actually, it goes into much weirder places, but I got so much of the plot in a sequential order to the extent mm. that I could just piece it together that I just felt like I was already an hour in. Yeah. And I hated it. I hated that. Yeah. Again, I have to, at the top of this episode, I have to say I have a terrible memory, terrible visual memory. <laughs> So, like, not only I'm not going out of my way to watch trailers of films that I thought, oh, these that would be wacky. So I'll I'll re I'll, I'll find that out now. Mm. I've gone from what I've experienced, but also I have memories of, of annoying things that trailers do, <laughs> not particularly which film it is. Uh, so I have memories of like just so all these trailers that yeah just spell out everything. Yeah. And sometimes yeah, like you say, you get into it and go, ah, oh, there's a clever misdirect, or ah, oh, that's not actually everything. Yeah. But sometimes it is. <laughs> and, and sometimes yeah. you're there right up until the final 15 minutes the only yeah. thing you don't know is whether they live or not yeah exactly and it's, and it's so frustrating when that happens yeah i mean there have been really big twists given away in trailers and you just wonder was anyone involved in the making what what did the people making this trailer think that yeah everyone would be like oh shit i've got to find out the context for this story i really want to see all the scenes they didn't consider important enough to give me just here but why did the gang members decide to go to that petrol station before they went and killed Keanu Reeves' dog is what I want to know. <laughs> it's just like, um, you know, people say, God, I saw the trailer and I still don't know what this is about. And it's like, yeah, that's exactly how it should be. Now you're curious. Yeah. Now you're going to go see the movie to find out what happens in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is why Nolan's a god. Nolan's a god because, yeah, I have no idea. How to get back to Gotham? I have no idea what happens in Tenet. He recently came out and said it's not actually about time travel, yeah, it's about yeah. time inversion. inversion yeah. And I just thought, fuck yeah, I don't know what that means. I can't Neither wait. Neither does he. He's a, he's a Tory <laughs> minister. Jesus, I'm going to have to start making this film soon. Um, <laughs> I thought coronavirus more... would have put things off forever. <laughs> Nobody knows that I actually act out and make the film as it's being uh, premiered. <laughs> it's worked out pretty well so far. <laughs> Okay, a couple of other irritating habits and trailers. The music cutting out for a funny line. Yeah. Okay. Or cutting out after someone has said the funny line so that the audience can laugh in silence. <laughs> and when you do this, when you, when you go like, like that, it's not helpful. Oh, yeah, the pause death. for laughter is more annoying for me. Oh, it's um, so awful. Yeah, I don't want to steal your thunder with the cut to the um, the cut to someone like a character from another scene laughing yeah. at the joke. That's awful. That's my next one. Is it's yeah, you have someone say something funny, cut to a completely unrelated fucking human being in a different yeah. background, set of clothes, and lighting temperature. I want to get chocolate wasted. <laughs> 
Well, it stands to reason that a different person would be in a different set of clothes than the person who just said the thing. <laughs> if, imagine Not in if, my films. Imagine if someone said something funny and then you cut to that person laughing. <laughs> that's that's what I do, but no one would get it. They just think, God, he's terrible at making trailers and films. <laughs> then they realise that that was just the film. <laughs> the habits of certain trailers, like the yeah, the the. Noise, which happens after a realization. Yeah, there's a couple of noises now that have really overstayed their welcome. The whole yeah. um, starting a trailer with like a muted boom, yeah. and also the sound of which I swear they used to do on like big sort of mic drop moments. Now they just put in whenever the fuck. <laughs> Can't it's find my shoes. The They're Ooh. in this room. <laughs> I've even seen it in like for the for the comedy thing. Just, oh <laughs> shit, it pisses me off so much. I've seen comedy trailers use this noise, and it's like, what are you trying to make me feel? Jeffrey Katzenberg has cut so much out of Disney that they've just got <laughs> one trailer noise now. There's also the... <laughs> where, where the camera yeah. just keeps glitching and, and, and flashing on and oh, off yeah. with, with that noise. Yep. Um, the, the, the most recent one that I remember is Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yeah. That, that, was, a, that was a real... It was big and disaster movies. Scraping the, the bottom of that <laughs> shitty barrel for trailer noises. Yeah. I hate it when speeding up slu- uh, footage and then slowing down, you know, the Zack Snyder mm. technique, that's that's become quite common lately, and that is irritating for me. Oh, gosh, yeah. Okay. I, I have noticed recently that a lot of trailers are trying to copy... They're, they're, trying, they're, they're trying to ride that Jordan Peele wave. A lot of horror movies yeah. now, um, they've gone yeah. for... For very stylized, very specific blocking. The attempt to bamboozle people into the cinema is something, because Jordan Peele did that twice now, and I'll talk about one of them in a moment. But yeah, the attempt to make people just go, oh, what is that about? It looks crazy. I've got to mm. share this with my mates, because it's so crazy. And then that, you know, is obviously the marketing done for you. So yeah. that is being done more. There's an upcoming horror film. I forget the name of that Antibellum? basically does that. Yes, yes, that's exactly yeah. it. Yeah, which does I saw exactly that and went, that. "Wow, that looks amazing!" And then I just I forgot about it. But um, <laughs> until just there when you needed it. Yeah, <laughs> that's how brains work. Yeah, Ooh. thanks, brain. That felt nice. Too many music cues. What a ride! Mm. A lot of the trailers I've recommended, and I think a lot of yours too, sticks with one particular piece of music throughout, and it might yeah. slow down or speed up or have triumphant moments. Yeah. But some trailers, it's just like, wow, another song is starting. Yeah, <laughs> you're putting a fifth one. Money. <laughs> You've got money to burn, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's that's that to me. That's the kind of the romantic comedy that you see in Burn After Reading. Is that yeah. kind of film? Yeah, uh, would, would would have seventeen different. It's a mad world. And you'd oh, you're sad now. <laughs> and it would cut to like a joke, like on each one. Of just sort of yeah. um, do, 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 do. And that's what I said to her. Dude, you need, you've got problems. <laughs> yeah, it's very this summer, isn't it? Yeah, it is very this summer. And my last one is that I'm just seeing it too often now is sad covers of popular songs. To the point where it does get mildly amusing when one starts and you realise what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to your life. This 
and it's just yeah. it's, it's it's very effective unless you're aware of the fact that yeah it's the fiftieth time you've heard it. Yeah, it's um, overuse, really. A lot of these are just overuse. Yeah, you got you got to find a new way of making trailers now, um, <laughs> or a new way of expressing yourself so that trailers can retain the the the, the tag of art. Yeah, <laughs> God, you've got to. You've got to. We've all got to fight this battle together. Peter Bradshaw's out there. He's got a knife <laughs> and a shooter, and he's going to sort you out if you're not <laughs> he's careful. He's got a knife, everyone. <laughs> Watch out! <laughs> Watch out! Keep your concepts in pristine order. So we are now. In record time, going to move on from our general discussion into a top ten of sorts. Yes. We've each composed a list of ten trailers that really had a big impact on us, and we're going to talk about them and recommend that you watch them in light in yeah. lieu of the film. Because <laughs> we're all busy people. I mean, some of these are ba- are not very good films. Yes. Um, all of them are though. Yeah. But, but um, yeah. Yeah, the the, the trailer we'll can definitely those. stand apart from from the movie in some of these cases. <laughs> okay. Do you want to start? Why not? So, all right. These these are in no particular order for me. <laughs> but uh, let's start with Machete. Machete. Set up, double crossed, and left for dead. I took a vow of peace, and now you want me to help you kill all these men? Yes, bro. I mean, Padre. I'll see what I can do. It's the ultimate meta Marvel, yeah, isn't it? And the ultimate Marvel. Meta. So this was originally conceived as a sort of joke trailer to go out as part yeah. of Tarantino and uh, Robert Rodriguez's um, Grindhouse thing. Yes, yeah. Um, and the yeah the reaction to it was so positive <laughs> that it was subsequently made into a film, which was which actually lived up to the trailer. I think I I don't um, remember liking it, but you know what? Rewatching this trailer made me want to watch it again. So maybe yes. <laughs> It's 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 full of very very silly moments. Yeah. I seem to remember Steven Seagal is the um fuck yeah, it's the very the the senator yeah who barely moves. He, the, 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 yeah, <laughs> doesn't need to anymore. <laughs> the shot of Machete flying out of a window with a rope and then swinging a floor down yeah. into the the one below in the movie is done with a guy's intestinal yeah tract, which is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I um, remember that. The, 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 it's it's very very silly and, and for me it lived up to it. I haven't seen the second one. There was another, wasn't there? An Edgar Wright. Yes, the Edgar Didn't Wright one, one is my favorite of the bunch, it's, which um, is fantastic. Yeah, it was don't um, was the Edgar Wright one, and that was <laughs> yes. that was very good. My least don't. favorite was Hobo of a Shotgun, which was then also adapted into my yeah. least favorite of the Grindhouse films, if they can so be called. Yes. It wasn't. It was very one note. Yeah. And, uh, didn't. It felt gross. Didn't have the 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 meat to to yeah. be a film. But the but, machete um, trailer is a lot of fun. And one of the things it has is it has yeah. like good big squibs and a bit where machete like yes. thrusts his knife into someone and blood sprays everywhere. And Rodriguez yeah. often disappoints on that front since Desperado because he's a big fan fan of his digital blood. Yeah. So it was good to see him actually get his hands dirty, literally. Yeah, he did him. <laughs> did all. He of did them. it all. He shot every single one of those guys. <laughs> It's a really funny, really stylized trailer. Um, yeah, camp. And it's it's a really successful pastiche of Grindhouse trailers as well. So yeah. um, it's testament to its clarity of vision and it, and it does rock a little bit. So it's yeah, it has a good sense of humor and it's very self-aware. And yeah. I, for me, it's better than the film, but I would have to go back and have a rewatch. If you're going to hire a machete to kill the bad guy, you better make damn sure the bad guy you machete 
Right, my next one is my first one, and I have tried to um, mm. order these in a roughly um, order of preference. But mine is the official trailer, first official trailer, for us. There's a family in our driveway. It's probably the neighbors. But y'all scared of a family? Hi, can I help you? Zora, put your shoes on. If you want to get crazy, we can get crazy. It's similar to Get Out, and I was I was struggling between picking this or Get Out, in as much as it does give a give away a bit too much of Act One for my liking. We mm. spend quite a bit of time. We get okay, so they go to the beach. There's someone creepy at the beach. Then they come back to the house, yeah. and then a family comes to the house, and there's some sort of face off, and it turns out the family is us. That's a lot to give away in a trailer, but very much yeah. like Get Out, it then goes batshit crazy. Um, it goes very weird, and with lots of very unsettling, bizarre images that just makes you think. How the fuck do the rabbits play into all this? <laughs> yeah. It's such a tiny part of the mm. the wider movie. Mm. Um, it's almost like it's a primer. You need this going in. <laughs> well, it kind of sets so it up as like else. a home invasion movie. And then you realize it's an apocalyptic yes. Dawn of the Dead style. The world has gone crazy movie. And that, um, yeah. <laughs> that, that definitely wrong foots you. And that's a good thing for a trailer to do is to... And what it effectively communicates is the idea that this is a bigger movie than Get Out. Which, you know, whether or not you liked it in the yes. end, the trailer promised a similarly bizarre, head-fucky kind of creepy horror film with very unsettling images, but on a bigger scale. And that's definitely exciting. Mm. The the trailer itself made, I mean, like a true advertisement, yeah. made me want to go back and, mm. and watch the movie briefly. And, and then I remembered, oh, I, I, I liked it for the most part. Yeah. But actually, the trailer itself was... Um, a, a, a really had a really weird voyeuristic feel <laughs> to me and a, a sort of all the most shocking and gruesome parts yeah. of humanity just some really horrible faces from lupita nyong'o <laughs> um, she does that well um yeah it's, it's not the kind of trailer that's put together with a few doofs and no and record scratches it has, and so on it, it's instead it's it has an excellent cover of five on it by lunatz um yeah. which starts off as just a regular playing of the song then it slows down the song and then it turns into yeah. its own orchestrated cover of it yeah. with like weird plucky strings and a cello sort of chopping down that dun 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 yeah it's fantastic it's very good <laughs> that was that... really exciting it was one it of the, puts the, the chills up of that you. trailer yeah, yeah. um it's just creepy the horror of it is a bit stingy in a way that i was relieved that the actual film wasn't you know you've got whenever someone jumps out the music just suddenly goes you know and yeah there's someone screaming and luckily the movie's not quite like that it's more atmospheric and sinister mm. but you know I think it's just an effective trailer at communicating the idea that this is another frightening horror film from someone who's proven very good at this. Another thing. <laughs> My next one is Mandy. Mandy? Mandy McManderson's um, <laughs> oft-maligned movie, or none yeah. of that means anything. So, what's his fucking name? It's not it's not Yorgos Panos, Lanthimos, it's the other one. Panos Cosmatos. Panos Cosmatos, of course. Mm. Panos Cosmosis. He, um, <laughs> very similar to the trailer for Beyond the Black Rainbow, which you showed me, and, uh, yeah. and I almost fell asleep during, and then you showed me the film, and I did fall asleep during, but not because <laughs> it's a bad film, just because of the sort of the somnambulist 
uh, right. Sonambience of, of the movie. Um, <laughs> Sonambience. It's it, very similar feel to that in in places. Essentially, right. Mandy the trailer is just moments from the movie edited to get edited to, to make you think this may be a cage rageathon at times, but mm. the cinematography around it is, is so gorgeous and velvety. Yeah. In a strange way, reminding me of comic panels. Just there's something drifting mm. and, and every shot passing as it happens. Mm. And it's that, but with a Johan Johansson score and Nick Cage covered in blood screaming. Yeah. Yeah. And that's basically all it is. And oca- occasionally mm. Linus Roche saying something like, you're very <laughs> special, Mandy. <laughs> Can't be special with me. <laughs> it, it, it feels like a short film and it kind of feels like a perfume ad. Um <laughs> The smell of cage. <laughs> Earth of cage. It's gasoline and licorice all sorts. <laughs> mm. Do you love your Nick Cage impression? It's, it pleases me. It does not give away anything about the plot, except there's somebody no. called Mandy in it. And, and <laughs> Which is too much for me. And Bill Duke. Is it Bill wanna... Duke? Yep, Bill Duke. I think he's in there. Yeah, He's in the film. Um, I think he's in the trailer as well. He, he's in the trailer. As, as, a, as, a, as a trailer, it gives very little away. It's, mm. it's definitely... It's it's almost served as a short movie, I think. It does. It's very interesting. It's a different temperature to um, Beyond the Black Rainbow, which I became briefly obs- obsessed with um, when obsessed. the trailer came out. Uh, because it was just so Kubrickian in terms of its architecture. The architecture mm. of the spaces it was asking you to fill and the visuals. It just felt very... It was just very much like this is a lost 60s sci-fi movie. That yes. you can come and relish with its crisp, clean, cool visuals and slightly at, um, out there psychedelica that we've got going on. And mm. the only thing that that has in common really with Maddie is the psychedelica. There's a much yeah. warmer temperature, a much more intimate feel um, to the whole thing. And obviously Johan Johansson's score is going to play a big part of that. And I think it's interesting mm. to note that three of your trailers have Johan Johansson music in them. Yes, one of them was <laughs> very surprising and we'll get to that next. Yeah, um, Mandy has a, a wonderful trailer. It really does yeah. draw you in and just make you want to watch it. <laughs> My next entry is The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, official trailer mm. one. Which is the one that is relentlessly set to the um, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross cover of um, Immigrant Song featuring Kamino. Mm. Yes. Um, Just such a fucking great track. A great track. And what's fascinating about this trailer is every shot is the same length. Huh. Okay. Um, it's just like a, a, a one-two shot um, sort of set to that that sort of pace. That sort of... Yeah, and it's just... It, it's so exciting and pleasing yeah. to see the um, shots sync up with yeah. that track. So... Neatly, but then the choice of shots is just so, so beautiful. <laughs> just really evoking the wonderful cinematography that that film has and the palpable sense of menace yeah. and almost inevitability that this shot length and this sort of perpetual motion is is making you feel. It actually disappoints me. Like you're not quite in control. When um, I'm watching other trailers mm. and I think it's going to start cutting to music and it doesn't maintain it. It feels like such <laughs> yeah. an obvious, yeah. like, viscerally pleasing thing to do. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to tell yeah. you this one does. It's um, just it's so good, so satisfying. Yep. Add to that the fact that there's no dialogue whatsoever, and it just becomes a very visual sort of articulation of the snowy 
desperate nature of mm. um of this film because it's also a fabulous film. Oh, I, I love say. it. I really love the girl with the dragon tattoo. Do all that yeah. Um, and a couple of other details is when the title comes in on each word, it does that cool yeah. noise. It's sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's even better than that noise I just made. <laughs> even better than that, if you could imagine such a even thing. Even better, and and the tagline, the feel bad movie of yeah. Christmas, is um a, a fun way of marketing that. The idea of selling it on that term it reminds me of Gaspar Noé, you know, saying, "Oh, you hated Irreversible, yeah. you couldn't stand <laughs> Climax, so now come watch this or yeah. Love rather, um, come watch Climax." Yeah, it, it it's a good way of leaning into the potential um negativity yeah. that might come off of it so yeah it was just a really yeah. compellingly watchable trailer. I'd, I'd imagine fincher had some role in the trailer and if not then a very capable cinematographer um or editor mm. it's relentless in a really entertaining way so my next one is bad film battle los angeles yay Um, yeah, maybe a shock entry, but I remember seeing this trailer and, and I remember the heart and throat feeling that came with it. It's very simple. Yes. It's, um, and, and for the most part, it's the music. Basically, it's um, the sun's gone dim and the sky's turned black uh, by Johan Johansson. From his album IBM 1401, <laughs> A User's Manual, yeah. which I heard before this film. I, I heard ah. that album. Um, and I, I love that fucking album. Mm. It's so good. Um. Like, part one, processing unit, is such a good... It, it, it's uh, hilarious, because track one is processing unit, part two is printer, part three yeah. is card read punch, part four is magnetic tape unit, and then part five is the sc- sun's gone dim and the sky's turned <laughs> Where's that bit? <laughs> you need to buy it as an add-on. <clears throat> it's, a, it's an extra chip you can buy. But it so beautifully evokes, um, yeah, the, the feeling of 80s technology, that it's gorgeous. So so this song, is it's, it's over, it's just short shots of action from the mm. movie news reports and so on yeah um it does sound weirdly like a slow sad cover of a pop song or it sounds like a slow sad pop cover <laughs> it of, sounds um, like a sad cover da- of yeah. um you are my sunshine or something like that <laughs> but it's um it, aside from it being this incredible bit of music and being very well yeah. placed against the the successive shots of this movie um mm. it's the building in in the the track as well there's a mm. sort of this this really awful and beautiful, you know, beautifully haunting mm. dissonance in the yeah. track. It feels like there's a minor key swelling and a major fading away or something like that. Even without the movie on screen, you could just listen to that in a mm. black room. And then at the end, just go, yeah. Battle Los Angeles. And you'd go, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the best trailer ever. It's going to be the best film ever. <laughs> Yeah, it's really incredible, and it's it does such a good job at using... Uh, it has not that much to work with, because if you've seen the film, it is largely people in army suits wandering around shooting at stuff. But it builds up a palpable sense of menace, mm. in particular in hardly showing the aliens or just hinting at them as mm. looking like these bizarre, moving piles of machinery. And there's a great... Yeah. The final shot before it cuts to the title, or the date, rather. It doesn't actually give the title in the trailer is of a soldier's face, and in the background you see something like moving and stirring and getting ready to attack, and yeah. that's more intimidating than anything I remember in the actual film. Yeah. The, the, the slowness of it, 
um, of everything in mm. that trailer puts the focus for me on like the suffering and sacrifice of the soldiers and the, and the situation mm. that they're in. And yeah, the film doesn't actually do that really. It's no. just Michelle Rodriguez <laughs> going, ah, I've got, I'm angry because it's either this or being a wife. Aaron and Aaron Eckhart. Eckhart. Yeah. What's his name? Yeah, Aaron Eckhart. It's yeah. me, Harvey Tooman. Okay, my number eight is the official trailer for Logan. Logan, what did you do? Charles, the world is not the same as it was. Speaking of You music. remember this. You remember when this happened. Nobody had any expectations for this. Yeah. This was the third entry in a trilogy of one bad and one all right um, yeah. superhero movie, although I even fought less of Wolverine than most others, I think. Any interest in the Wolverine standalone movies had kind of ended when Darren Aronofsky kind of walked away from the whole thing, and it just wasn't mm. on my radar in any serious way. Yeah. Then, <laughs> this trailer drops, <laughs> and you've got the beautiful cover of Hurt yeah. by uh, Johnny, Johnny Cash. Cash. <laughs> you've got Patrick Stewart's voice coming in straight away, yeah. you know, Logan. This very melancholy and human tone setting in, this lingering on human moments in a way that you yeah. wouldn't expect from a movie of this her- of this uh, lineage. And not particularly Jack, um, Hugh Jackman either, which is quite nice yeah, to see. Yeah, a very vulnerable, damaged Wolverine that mm. we haven't seen before. And then it just sort of compellingly leaps into this action as the, as the, the tune kind of picks up momentum. Yeah. And it's very understated. My favorite shot is um, Logan. We only see a shoulder. It's a mid shot, so it's shoulders and head. And suddenly he just grabs someone and pulls his hand up, and the claws are already out. Yeah. And not hearing the you know legendary schnicked just makes it so shocking that the claws are just there that yeah. it, it has impact in a way that you know you haven't really thought about with a character as iconic as Wolverine in ages. Yeah, for sure. Um, you've got some weird handhold stuff, little fractures of interesting. Yeah moments and then it all cuts out patrick stewart again logan you still have time and you get the little handhold moment mm. where laura takes um wolverine's hand yeah and the title comes up with absolutely no fanfare it just appears yeah and it's gorgeous it's a gorgeous little few minutes of um melancholy and vulnerability and mm. subversion of um expectation for an action movie like this and it's it really bespoke and said hey this is going to be a uh, something a bit special which it ultimately it was definitely brought a tear to my eye yeah oh. <laughs> and a couple of shivers down the spine oh right? for sure um, i also like the way it doesn't give away laura's claws which the next trailer did <laughs> uh, okay yeah that's yeah that was a shame it's a nice <laughs> she's know. a very surprising element in the movie anyway <laughs> yeah i mean you see i get Fantastic. tossed around a bit but it doesn't imply that she's the ultra capable extraordinarily lethal presence that she actually yeah. is in the film God, Which is film. good. I would find a way. Logan, you still have time. To go from Logan to um, a trailer that has nothing really to do with it at all. Uh, okay. Only God forgives. Woo! Very interesting to me for being presented in the trailer, really, for being drive as being drive two in Asia. Yes. <laughs> um. Again, by Nicholas Winding Refn. Again, mm. starring Ryan Gosling. Um. Yeah. It's cut just so to obscure the fact that spoilers. 
Gosling's kind of the bad guy, or at least just a, a crap guy. He's a crap guy. Uh, That's what's so great yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, he's nothing. He's just a fucking thug for his mum. Yeah. Um, and this guy, this this sword wielding Thai cop, is is a sort yeah. of avenging angel, um, yeah. antihero, mm. and. Yeah, there's something just so depressing in the in, in the actual movie about mm. um, the expectations you all had of Ryan, for Ryan Gosling in it and it coming yeah. to nothing. Um, I particularly like this trailer for for that for for being something that stands that is a misdirect. Yeah. Um, and knowing it came from Nicholas Winding Refn is entirely intentional. But on the, on top of that, the cinematography and score yeah. uh, really play a part in elevating it. It's a real mood piece. I yeah. think. With that great uh, karaoke song, with the sort of very plinky kind of thing, and and Chang's voice, yeah. um, the actual actor who plays Chang's voice, sort of mm. coming in in order to sing this very upbeat, but kind of not upbeat, um, a soulful kind of sad love song, whilst we're seeing just the most horrific images, and that is the one right where yeah. we have wanna fight and then cut to the yeah, that's Ooh, really good, like a hero is, would say. That is chills, yeah, and um, yeah. it's interesting because, of course, Drive is the movie that was taken to court because a woman, you know, was expecting a Fast and Furious style movie from the trailer, um, and then it's Drive, <laughs> which I mean, taken just the, to I, court. Yeah, that she actually. Uh, we mentioned this in our great films episode. She actually took the yeah. uh, producers to court over false advertising and lost. It was thrown out of the uh, the court. But yeah. just the idea of being disappointed by Drive is so dispiriting. Yeah, I know. I wanted Fast and Furious, but I got Drive. Jesus Christ, <laughs> I was hoping for a kick in the balls, and instead I got this lovely cake. <laughs> I got a massage. I got rubbed <laughs> off at the end. Absolute shit, I want my money back. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so it looks like he really lent into that with this, because it is ostensibly a trailer about, yeah, a guy, a sort of loose cannon in Asia who's going to f- take on this martial arts expert, and then just mm. spend the rest, and then just spends the movie getting the living shit kicked out of him, both spiritually and physically. <laughs> yeah. Want to fight? Number seven, Mad Max Fury Road official trailer. It is by my hand! We are not things! We are not things! Where is she taking them? So again, this was one that just drove up really built up those expectations of the actual film it's dramatic throughout you've got junkie xl's incredible score that sort of droning intro of dun, dun, dun. Mm. and then you know just a little burst of the yeah um immortan joe's voice is just yeah. fabulous the sort of huge booming presence that he has i love that and then just cut to a quiet moment for two reads of we are not things and I love hmm. that. I love the idea of just making that statement, you know, right in the trailer to yeah. say that this is actually a movie that's about these women and about Shelley Ferron's character. And Max yeah. is going to spend most of he spent most of the trailer chained to the front of a car. You know, it's just really putting forward the yeah. idea that this is their story and that he's going to be uh, a sort of supportive character here. And that's brilliant. Yeah. Syncing the sound effects with the music just works so yeah. great it just works so well yeah. to send those chills up your spine and of course if nicholas holtz oh what a lovely day <laughs> oh what a day what a lovely day which is great it always made me laugh yep yeah. a little comedic moment in there which lets you know that this isn't going to be you know a completely straight face stern you know action movie it's going to have a sense of humor about itself as well and a yeah. sense of 
you know, over the top camp yeah. quality to it. Um, and just makes full use. Well, it makes good use of those great action shots, but cuts away in such a way that you want to see more. It doesn't yes. show the whole, you know, great big moment where the truck starts to explode in fire and turns all the way over, um, which it no. shows in slow motion in the film. It starts to show that and then cuts away so that you want to see the rest of that shot. And for that, you're going to have to show yep. up at the movie. So it does what yeah. it's supposed to do. It builds anticipation and it's just this wonderful little thing that's there to build up your adrenaline. Yeah, I just, just love the teasing of the... Um... Mm some of the, the the practical effects and yeah. you just get these yeah little teasers of people <laughs> vaulting in <laughs> on poles <laughs> yeah yeah fuck the war boys there are just um yeah they, they look so iconic already you just want to see yeah. their context my next one is revenant revenant yes More like Os- um, Oscar bent bait bait. It's more like yeah, Oscar like, bait. Like, like fucked by a bearant. <laughs> uh, Leonardo like... DiCaprio rapes a bear. The movie. <laughs> <laughs> In Aritu's its trademark style for a while there. I think Birdman mm. utilized the the panning, the mm. slow drifting camera that felt inexorable. Um, the camera, the trailer, the first half of it at least is this. It is a collection of scenes where we're just passing from left to right and yeah. Um, What's well, as well so, it's Lubezki's cinematography as well yes it, it's it's already a disorienting feel and then yeah. the rest of it really is just close-ups of horrible bearded faces as, as yeah. terrible things happen um very confronting violence um halfway mm. through and then it's just implied throughout um the rest of the trailer it's um you know yeah this backdrop of barren forests and and snow as far as the eye can see and um very sort of deranged looking leo just yeah. crawling around and taking <laughs> bites out of fish. Yeah, it sells the um, stark nature of the, of the world of the film. Yes, definitely. Mm. It was definitely one of those instances where the trailer promised more than the film could give mm. me. But um, it's not to say I didn't like the movie, but uh, mm. uh, I, I think that the trailer sort of bespoke of something that it, it was tighter than a very, very tight thing. <laughs> um, Yeah, but... Yeah, in and of itself, the trailer is just this this crazy, disorienting, tense and mm. threatening place. And yeah, it immediately came to mind when we were putting together this list. Excellent. Yeah, it really does make use of that cinematography. My my, my opinions on The Revenant have warmed uh, significantly in recent years. I've gone back oh, and cool. watched it a couple extra times. And yeah, as a mm. mood piece, as a sort of a feel of something driven in part entirely by emotion, it's quite something um yeah right and just extraordinary sort of filmmaking sort of talent in your has it has warmed on me over time but I, I agree at the time i was vaguely disappointed in it in a way i had trouble defining but yeah i think the trailer does a good job of selling the movie perhaps mm. it just the trailer maybe sells it's being a bit more conventional than it ends up being um because mm. it is quite bizarre as a film as well yes mm. i'm afraid to die anymore Okay, number six for me is Skyfall, official teaser trailer one. Country, England. Gun, shot. 
Agent. Provocateur. Murder. Employment. Skyfall. Skyfall. Done. This is the only teaser on either list, I think. It's a very mm. short little thing, but I remember it coming out and just really riling me up again because it's mysterious. It's very yes. subtly menacing. It's grimmer than previous um, Craig Bond films. We see Craig as we haven't seen him before, sort of disheveled and out of sorts. Mm. We see him try to do various training activities and fail, and he's taking part in some sort of psychological test, which implies yes. you know, a more emotionally resonant Bond film than we've had before. Yes. Got Roger Deakins' cin- cinematography on display. Ah, uh, great. Inventive visuals, just incredible moments that already stick with you, like the whole jellyfish fight in um, Hong Kong, and um, yes. things like uh, Silver walking towards screen whilst um, you know Skyfall burns behind him. Uh, we don't know yeah. Skyfall yet. Yeah, so it's really three stages to this. The first stage is um, the psychological test, back and forth, you know, interesting psychological interrogation of Bond as a man. And what he kind of yes. thinks and how he feels. Um, then, you know, after day wasted and a sort of slightly anticlimactic fade to black, we then have the sort of <laughs> and it cuts to various dramatic images that sort of excite the imagination. Then we get the bond, the skyfall fades in with this weird sort of distorted bond theme. Some men are coming to kill us. We're going to kill them first. And that leads to a sudden flurry of images at the end. And it just... It, it's a real masterclass in how to effectively guide your audience on an emotional journey and get them excited. Yeah. Because in a very limited amount of time, with somewhat frugal means, it, it really does a lot to um, build your expectation. Definitely. Mm. I, I found the word association at the beginning beguiling. <laughs> yeah. Agent nice provocateur. <laughs> yeah. You're just getting this window into Daniel Craig's Bond for yeah. a bit and um, feels a bit sort of hidden. You're being treated to it. Yeah. And then, yeah, you just get a tube, like a tube train. <laughs> Crashing Bursting through. through the floor. Yeah. yeah. I really like Skyfall. I really like Skyfall. And I also really like <gasps> Enter the Void, Void, Void. Enter dun, dun, the dun, Void. Dun, 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 dun. Do you remember that pact we made? Kinda. We promise to never leave each other. Never ever. Never ever. And if you die, I'll come back. You know that tomorrow is the anniversary of mom and dad's death. Oh Trailer. my god! I didn't know that song had lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> Enter the Writ- voided voided. Written by the um, you know, the, the boy in it with the curly hair, whose um, whose mum sleeps with the main character. It's him. It's a weird story. Yeah. Yeah, this, this this trailer convinced me that Noé is a misanthrope. The trailer's probably harder <laughs> to watch than the movie itself because mm. at least the movie ties together the abrasive bits with gorgeous cinematography or breathtaking moments of tension. Mm. Um, it's a very high contrast, cut and dry, in your face kind of trailer. Um, you, it, it starts with this a couple of quieter shots of mm. um, God, I cannot remember the the main characters in it, but the brother and sister it's saying yeah. things like "We'll always be together" and "We'll look yeah. out for each other." Starts very yeah, warm. It's, it's it's that pounding techno, bam 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 bam, bam <laughs> flashing lights that you know, yeah. strobing lights that without fail make me cover my eyes. Yeah. Whenever I see it, just in case it turns out I am epileptic. Yeah. 
Um, and it definitely suggests a challenge. <laughs> it's always better to be safe than sorry. I'd, I'd say so, um, where <laughs> epilepsy is concerned. Um, yeah, it just, it just suggests a challenge on top of everything. I, yeah. This is the exact kind of trailer, like Mandy, when mm. a trailer like that comes on. Um, and like one that I think you'll talk about in your, your mm. Patreon, in our Patreon app. Uh, ah. Which is also going to be about trailers, everyone. Yeah, we're going to talk really. about some more trailers. <laughs> <laughs> do you like trailers? Do you like more trailers? <laughs> but you do, you saucy. Do you lad. like trailers up here? Go on then. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it presents a challenge to me as a viewer. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I'm game for this. Actually, mm. I'm 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 ready for this challenge. <laughs> uh, please stop strobing. <laughs> please, Mister Noe. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I love the way that over the final part it does that. Do you know how Enter the Void has two opening credits? It has the sort of really bizarre, really fast-paced one with the like hand-cranked yeah. camera thing, sort of. Wah, wah, yeah. wah, wah, wah. Um, it has that sound at the end, which again is just yeah, a really mm. beguiling sound. Because what the fuck is that, and how do I get more of it? Because <laughs> again, there's a whole psychedelic angle to it. It makes you curious and yeah. wanna. See this trippy film. Yeah, you're getting these gorgeous shots of to- of sort of neon Tokyo. What are you gonna say, Topher Grace? <laughs> <laughs> these moody shots of Topher Grace. It really was <laughs> very saucy. <laughs> Loved it. Speaking of Topher Grace, number five is the Last Jedi trailer. Brackets official. Something inside me has always been there. But now it's awake. And I need help. Now, I could have sworn this wasn't the first trailer, but apparently it is. It's the one that cold opens on Moody Kylo Ren overlooking the, the bay full of... um Yeah. Uh, people, and I just remembered a System of a Down song and then got distracted trying to remember it. Why were <laughs> the eyes horse with a pilot as he flew yeah, over jet, the bay. jet pilot i think it's called jet pilot that's it yeah i mean the whole sequel trilogy had great trailers which we're not done talking about with this but this one <laughs> this one it just really effectively sells the idea that this is the dark one this is the one where things are going to go yeah. wrong people are going to get lost and stuff's not going to go the way you think as mr it's going to um, be smart guys it's going to be smart and good actually and only nazis are going to dislike it You've got the echoey piano thing, which is going to occur later on as well. It's become a bit of a staple as the echoey piano. TM. Um, but then it turns into a, it turns into the cool rework of the familiar theme with the dun, 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 yeah, dun, 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 which is brilliant and really quite pleasing, isn't it? Um, yeah, it does. It gets in there. It's dramatic. Um, there are ominous little hints that Luke is not going to be the kind of hero that we thought maybe he was going to be at the end of Force Awakens, which again... But I he's so love. perfect. <laughs> he's so perfect the way he was, and nobody changes as they get older. Just little hints at Luke's failure, um, and then it turns into a dramatic... You get little hints of Kylo Ren's uh, theme in that trailer. The, um, you know, yeah. And then it turns into the more heroic version of Rey's theme. Um, which is actually yeah. very similar as a theme, which is, again, interesting and implying maybe there's yes. more that connects these characters than we think. Um, mm. Let me see a Porg. What's happening to see a Porg? <laughs> <laughs> and I think this is like most people's introduction a to a Porg. porg. Um, yeah. And it just... The whole mm. thing is just bespeaking a larger scale to this adventure, yeah. something that's going to have a bit more of an emotional impact than the previous one. Um, 
and just quotes, uh, already iconic quotes, like, you know, it didn't scare me enough then. It mm-hmm. does now. And we are the spark that will slight the fire, that will burn the First Order to the ground. And finally, of course, this is not going to go the way you think. And That's I'm also my favourite from the trailer for some yeah. reason. Just It's really good. <laughs> it's yeah. very... It's not going to go <laughs> the way you think. Um, and I think it also has the line, you know... Let the past die. And, and also just little strange visuals like Finn appears to be back in the First Order and what's that all about? It just mm. it makes you curious. All of the all of the Star Wars um, sequel tra- trailers make you curious as to what the hell is going on. And this one doesn't give much away in terms of plot, but it shows the characters that you love in peril. Mm. Um, and then the last shot of Rey, I need someone to show me, you know, my place in all this. And Kylo Ren <sighs> reaches out his hand, and we cut to Star Wars: <sighs> The Last Jedi. It's Oh, it's good. <laughs> da, 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 da. It's so good. It's yeah, yeah, a really, really good trailer for a very good film. I recently rewatched it, and fuck all of you, it's my favorite Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it actually is. I've been watching them all, and the Last Jedi is the one that got me just as hard again. <laughs> it's it's yeah. <laughs> that was meant to be. It got me just as hard, but no, it got me just as hard. If you know what I mean. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> Um, no, I agree. It's yeah. the superior Star Wars movie. <laughs> um, Asses, come on. <laughs> come on. Someone's come so on. pissed about this. Do this all day. Do all day. <laughs> I need someone to show me my place in all this. So speak, speaking of, mm. um, let's talk about the trailer for Rise of Skywalker. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. We're not alone. Good people will fight if we lead them. People keep telling me they know me. No one does. Because, yeah, very mixed feelings about this film. However, yes. the the trailer um, trailer is very good. As is it Patrick Hemmel Stewart um, describes he as as Patrick Stewart describes um, <laughs> it's it's weaponizing nostalgia. Yes, you you start with the this this theme which is not something that is Star Wars yet, but it's recognizably Star Wars. It, it it starts in the Call of D, which has been described as the harmonic language of Star Wars. After that, as we go to C-3PO's uber-emotional moment, which was really <laughs> ruined in the film by Bad yeah. Frick, yeah. they play Yoda's theme, which goes from D major to E major, mm. which lets us into the Star Wars theme in a step-up yeah. key change, which in, in this in this Patrick Hamill video, um, this mm. guy describes this, it's using it like a pop song, like a chorus from a pop, pop song. Yeah. It reharmonizes on the second playthrough so you mm. don't get bored. <laughs> And it, and the most he says the most famous track that uses that is Whitney Houston's "I Will Always Love You," and then it plays that it plays "I Will Always Love You" to that part of the trailer, which is very good. But as as the as the step up key change Star Wars theme plays, there's a panning backwards shot of our heroes mm. running through a corridor, shooting and fighting. Yeah, it that's looks a great incredible. shot. This this is a trailer I I, I can watch over and over again, mm. and it doesn't even make me sad that the film didn't live up to what to what yeah. i was expecting anymore because the, the trailer <laughs> itself it makes me tear up 
Yeah. When it when it begins, and by the time C three PO goes. Taking one last look, sir. At my friends. Yeah. Oh god, I wish the film earned that moment. Yeah, with with Babu Frick. Well, just with any part um, of the movie, if any of them had actually been fucking nice to C-3PO or had any sort of bond with him, that would have been lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Han isn't horrible to him. Ha- who isn't? Han's just Han. Han? In, in, you know, in, in earlier oh, movies. Oh, in earlier movies. He's not right. horrible well, He's not there, him. though. He's talking to two people who did nothing but shit on him for the last um, two hours. No, no, this is what I yeah. mean. In earlier movies, he's yeah. kind of rude to him, but he's not a horrible yeah. piece of shit, whereas... Poe is so nasty to him in this. Anyway, anyway, yeah. get, getting really off track. The point is, the movie does a better of selling its emotional moments yeah. than the film does. The trailer does. Yeah, yeah. it's it's just a really gorgeous mm. trailer. It really makes me remember why I love this world and the characters. Yeah. It evokes Star Wars. makes you <sighs> just feel that sort of thing. And really, the trailers are very effective in mirroring the themes of the trilogy. Because the first one was all about nostalgia, trying to rediscover if there is actually magic in this and what that magic is. The second film was about challenging it and suggesting that we need to move on, build a brighter future. And then the third movie needs to be a synthesis between those two things, between the past and the future. And the trailer for The Rise of Skywalker really suggests that that's what this is going to be. It's going to be the epic new story that will synthesize both, you know, Last Jedi's subversion of yeah. Star Wars lore and the Force Awakens celebration of it and it's just a shame that that then didn't end up translating if anything the trailer's too good <laughs> you know it promises <laughs> a film it couldn't deliver but it shows how thematic you know concerns can extend into the film's marketing the Force will be with you always Okay, uh, number four, and this is an odd one. This is Sculpting Time, the Andrei Tarkovsky retrospective trailer. Um, Now, this came out a few years ago when um, Curzon did a um, retrospective huge event celebrating Tarkovsky, re-releasing digital restorations of all his films, along with a Blu-ray set of them all. I had seen all seven of the films already, but taking these incredible images out of the context of the films um, that, you know, people are, that cineasts are so familiar with, and putting them out of context and putting them into a compelling montage just rejuvenates them. It just makes them compelling and haunting and dramatic all over again to the point where you just want to do nothing else but watch all seven films again and immerse yourself in the way in which Tarkovsky made movies and sculpted time. It's just incredible imagery, haunting sound design, the way they've selected the music, um, and little things like the sound of the bell swinging. In the um, the clip of mm. Andrei Rublev, the, um, the the bell they forged as it swings ever closer yeah. towards actually making a, a you know the dong noise and moving around, cutting to other things, and there's quotes from Bergman and von Trier, which is fun. Yeah, Tarkovsky is a god, <laughs> or oh my god, yeah. <laughs> and it's just it's scary in the sense of the sublime, in as much as it's overwhelming. Yes. It's awesome. It inspires mm. awe, and as well as being just a little bit playful in places um, and just utterly 
they're mm. utterly fantastic. Like the scene where the little girl opens the coat, the coat, I think it's from the sacrifice, and all yeah. the birds fly out. It's it's just doing a really great job of selling you on the idea that these are films worth seeing. Yeah, there's this really wonderful sequence mm. of, of shots, sometimes abstract, sometimes mm. fantastical, yeah. sometimes just very well-observed yeah. still images. Mm. And then there's a crazy <laughs> like zoom in to somebody's horrified face, yeah. um, and it does like goes into a 45-degree angle. Yeah. Uh, and you can only imagine it's accompanied by <laughs> um, yeah. comedy highlight of the trailer for me. Um, but mm. yeah, it's 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 a very effective like, showcase of yeah. Tarkovsky. And I love that. I love the idea of... If it drums up interest in him. Yeah, absolutely. As well it should, because really, I mean, there's just no one... There are very few filmmakers who have the sort of cinematic weight behind them as Tarkovsky. There's something... Yeah. Again, awe-inspiring, and I think it's you know Tarkovsky and Kubrick really in terms of yeah the mysterious aspect of them. Yes, um, and this trailer really does a wonderful job of selling that. Cool, Interstellar. We must confront the reality that nothing in our solar system can help us. Nine. I've got kids, Professor. How long? What have you gone? Eight. I'm asking you to trust me. It's... What Nolan does really well is not go too much into detail with trailers. Mm. He just he just confronts you with the, the most... With, like, the second-rate stunning stuff from his movie. <laughs> like, relative second-rate to his compared to his first-rate stuff. Yeah. Not, um second rate from an objective sense yeah because um, it's still mind-blowing in yeah. the interstellar trailer it's um you know the wall of ocean on that planet mm. with unfathomably um like high gravity and um mm. atmospheric pressure yeah you know within with inception you've got the crazy taco world building stuff yeah. and and slow motion things exploding debris over their faces while they slowly close their eyes yeah. and people rotating in a hotel room yeah. in midair um and in, and in this, you ha- you have similar stuff. You have some of the most incredible sort of cinematic representations of space mm. and 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 the, the ship going around this sort of spherical yeah. wormhole. And then you have these really touching moments between uh, McConaughey and um, and who's the daughter who's Mav? oh um well it's uh, Mackenzie Foy as the as the girl, as the young girl yeah Mackenzie yeah. Foy that's it Tw- yeah. Twilight baby. <laughs> Coming back. Uh, again, another one when I'm where I'm in tears. Yeah, and only a third of the way through the trailer. It's the emotional uh, skeptical of this. It's this. It's the landscape yeah. that, that um, Nolan makes out of McConaughey's face. You know, it's it's <laughs> yeah the it's, topography it's, of the McConaughey. <laughs> it's that. It's to- the little topography. human moments that are just incredible yeah. in this one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and whether or not. Felt this at the time. It's it's hard to say. Going back is is remembering the spectacle and remembering the emotional mm. elements. Mm. Um, yeah, it just sets a very specific mood for the trailer. It's it's, yeah. uh, it's so good. Interstellar is another film that I just keep revisiting and feeling even better about every time I come back to it. Really, yeah. a lot to it. Yes, I show yeah. Uh, rewatched it the other the other week. I'm mm. showing it to now, and <laughs> it, it's it's not only better than I rem- remember, but it's mm. one of. It's one of my favourite films now, I think. Oh, brilliant. That's fantastic. Yeah. It deserves it. We'll find a way. We always have. 
Um, speaking of some of the best films ever made, The Lighthouse. Tell me, what's a timberman want with being a wiki? Um, <laughs> official trailer one. Um, yeah. Both trailers for The Lighthouse were uh, absolutely incredible. This one is a bit more mysterious, a bit more holistically satisfying, and just is more effective at making me smile. Uh, both of these trailers make me smile to the point where when I first saw them, I knew I wanted to show as many people as possible because yeah. the thing is, they're so grim, it becomes very funny. Um, yes. And that's kind of true of the film, and I don't know if this is quite the definition of camp, but it is that to me. It's so straight-faced and stern and weird that it's amusing. And I, I don't mm. know if this gets appreciated enough about The Lighthouse, which I think is a brilliant film. It was in my top ten list of last year. It's we start good. with this big, grim foghorn, and then creepy music, <laughs> ov- overly creepy music. And we just have two men. <laughs> we have Willem Dafoe with his mustache, looking skinnier than you ever knew him. And Willem Dafoe with his giant beard. And they're both just staring yeah. right down the camera, looking at you, already looking haggard. And it's 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 so great. That sort of that yeah. smile just appears on me immediately. It's I mean Defoe especially, I, and he starts in with that gorgeous voice, you know, what's a timber man want with being a wiki? Being a wiki, yeah. <laughs> There's that whole bit where he says to Robert Pattinson, uh, on the run. As if that's a fucking thing in the movie. As if that ever ever a plot point. <laughs> well it is, he is on the run. He's um he's on the run for Oh well, yeah, but it's yeah. not like doesn't really matter. <laughs> it's just him sussing him out like really quickly, yeah, just yeah. cutting through all of Patterson's bullshit. And yeah. I love that. It's got the incredible cinematography, this black and white Academy ratio. Oh, richness. You know, just the odd <sighs> shot. Like when Robert Pattinson looks up and just sees um, Defoe in the lighthouse, you know, in the light. Yeah. And when House. Defoe is, um, <laughs> when Defoe is hobbling after uh, Pattinson with the axe and he's limping slightly and just trudging and oh there's some spooky yeah. shit in there when he opens the lobster crate and there's a head and it's it's yeah. men it's it starts off creepy and then it gets weird and menacing and Yalla Girls the um the drinking song cranks up and gets louder and oh yeah watch you spill your beans <laughs> The slimy visuals as you start seeing the odd hint of tentacle and just the sheer power of a powerful light shone directly on Robert Pattinson's, you know, emaciated face as he slowly sinks into the brine. And then yeah. it ends with the title. The recursive just... best line of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Um, why you just spill your beans? And just that great oh, sense of menace as he just finds a hole in the ceiling and peers into yeah. it. And the yellow girls thing starts up and it's... Uh, Everything about it is so beautiful to me. I, it's such an atmospheric trailer, and it ends yeah. with just one last almighty blast. And oh, it just promises so much, and the movie can actually deliver as well. That's a that's a point. It does deliver it. <laughs> it absolutely does. Um, I I, I a, a very big fan of the recursive "Why just spill your beans," but also yeah. from the from the other trailer, just the the what what. Oh, that's what, yeah, what, one of the best what, scenes. What. <laughs> For me, that's only ruined it as much because that's my favourite scene of that movie and I just want it to keep going. You know, what, 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 what? That's what I mean! That's your problem! What? What, what, what? Yeah. 
could definitely I, make a YouTube video. I, what a steak! If I had a steak, if I had a steak, <laughs> I would fuck it. <laughs> you don't like me cooking. You're fond of me lobster, ain't you? I, I'll stop. <laughs> I can't help it. It's so good. How long have we been on this rock? Five weeks? Two days? Help me to recollect. Hail Caesar! Hail Caesar! Hail Caesar is a prestige picture with one of the biggest stars in the world, Baird Whitlock. A truth we could see if we had, but... If we had... Faith, Best thing that ever happened to us. Also, <laughs> the movie by the the Cohen brothers. I was about yeah. to say Ethan brothers. <laughs> Hawk and Hunt finally came together. Um, <laughs> and, and Cohen to to make Hail Caesar, um, which in itself is a wonderful celebration of classic cinema and just uh, the, the the best most memorable players of all Coen Brothers movies before that uh, joined forces to just make this film a wonderful, glorious, yeah. happy occasion. Mm-hmm. And the trailer yeah. is, is a show, is a show reel uh, for that, for this movie as trailers sometimes are. And mm. it's, it's cut to music um, as it's just telling you all the different people who are in this movie that you love, know and love. Yeah. But it's, it's also, it, it, it could just be like a show reel or a highlight reel of classic cinema mm. it's so bound up in that same it's almost it's almost lore and mythos it feels like it feels yeah. like one removed from the actual from the actual world mm. um from this actual world it's got a really good flow the trailer it's yeah it keeps this beat the whole time and it's just star after star doing their wonderful show pieces the no dames performance scarlett Hansen is the mermaid um, yeah <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, Alden A. Ehrenreich. Alden Ehrenreich. That's it. Aaron Aronson. Um, from the the first second, it's just hey, this is going to be a really fun film. It's just a really enjoyable trailer, and it makes me feel really happy. Yeah, and it may, reminds me that cinema isn't <laughs> you know cinema isn't dead, which it otherwise totally was. <laughs> yeah, it's a really fun trailer that really well sets up the tone and the comedic screwball nature of the whole thing. Wondering what's going on. <laughs> My number two is the oldest trailer on either list. It's the official uh, trailer for Alien. Efficient. It's the efficient official trailer for Alien by um, Ridley Scott, who I believe was involved in making the trailer. And when it comes to retro horror... Yeah, it is. When it comes to retro horror trailers, it's between this and The Shining. The Shining trailer was just the bloody Mm. elevator sequence, but with this really menacing... Bloody elevator. Kind of noise, and that's excellent. But I had to give it to Alien because it just feels so incredibly modern. It just must mm. have blown people away when it came on in cinemas because it's so frightening. There's no dialogue. Nothing is given away. It's very it's unsettling and tense. It is sparse. You've got this very modern sounding uh, soundtrack, which I assume is done by Jerry Goldsmith. Um, mm. Music that just blurs together the sound of a siren and a heartbeat and a 
uh, God mm. knows what else, in a very Zimmer-esque way, <laughs> you know, pre-Zimmer. And it shows yeah. very little of the actual alien. It focuses on its characters who are scared and perturbed. And it even shows, it. you know, the centerpiece of the film is an inaccurate egg. It shows like a, a chicken egg, which then breaks, which is not what the alien eggs look like. Yeah. And then as the egg breaks, light shines through it in this sort of weird, bleary way. And you get that ex- excellent noise that's throughout the trailer, that... Mm. And it just... Yeah. Oh, man, it really it's... it makes you nervous because you don't it's know chilling. what it's going to cut to next. You know, yeah. it's, it's this constant sort of amp- amping up of noise, almost shepherd tone-esque in the mm. way that it just keeps getting more intense. And it just keeps cutting to different images. And you're like, what am I going to catch a glimpse of? And you're nervous and mm. you're frightened by that. And then just cut to silence. One of the best taglines ever written for a film in space. No one can hear you sleep, scream. Yeah. Um, and just the title or comes sleep. up. Or sleep. No one can watch you sleep yeah. in space. Ter- terrifying, actually. <laughs> yeah, and it's not announced or anything. It's just, mm. it's just you've got blackness nothingness of space and yeah the tagline underneath yeah as a caption <laughs> and it's just, just it just feels so cold yeah inside and, and this spaceship that's slowly cro- going across the screen is all this horror outside there's nothing silence and yeah. death for everywhere <laughs> and that's yeah a really good evocation of the the main theme of the movie and the more the main fright quality of the film beautiful Okay, you ready to talk about your favourite movie trailer? I am. Ooh! And this might be my oldest one, actually. Ah. From the heady days of my teenage years where <laughs> I watched this trailer over and over again on a, on a 56k Fuck yeah. uh, connection <laughs> through, you know, tinny... Not not like not PC speakers, but PC p- speakers that I bought and PCP had to speakers? In, um, but were still PCP speakers or something. <laughs> Woo! DMT speakers were the <laughs> ones I had. Um, and it's, yeah, it's The Return of the King. Oh, lovely. Every day Frodo moves closer to Mordor. How do we know Frodo is alive? What does your heart tell you? The trailer itself, it doesn't do anything, there's nothing particularly like stylistic or hmm. anything that would make it stand out as a trailer of anything else, but as the trailer for the most anticipated movie of my lifetime. (laughs) Up to that point, it's hard to say. It's hard to go back half a lifetime and decide whether or not Mm. Rise of Skywalker trumps that or anything. (laughs) Everything has been building up to this. There's a lot of focus on Aragorn, some of the most emotional speeches of of movie (laughs) history. You've got him going up and down his line of soldiers going, I see in your eyes the same fear that would take the heart of me. I shot him six times. (laughs) In the heart! Um... (laughs) It's um, it, it, it's just really evocative, really, yeah, powerful use of the fellowship theme. Um, I think it's mm. the fellowship theme, and yeah. um, I think it's just that the 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 image that I always remember is the one of Gandalf riding out to meet Far- Faramir's men. Oh yeah, um, yeah, with the 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 light emanating from his staff to ward off the wraiths. Yeah, that shot in particular would just give me chills and make mm. me well up, even as a seventeen year old or however yeah. old I was when this movie came out, fifteen, mm. sixteen. Um, every time and it, it, there was just something about that white figure resplendent on his mm. on Shadowfax coming yeah. out against that darkness <laughs> and grey that's just as a horde just mm. surging towards Minas Tirith yeah. being well aware that I hadn't really seen anything like that up until mm. that point and that yeah. this was going to be special 
Mm. It's it was the first one I thought of when we when we had this idea to do this episode, mm. and yeah, it's always going to be that that first trailer that I saw that knocked me flat on my back. Excellent, yeah, mm. it's really cool. It does it, it it does communicate this idea of um a, a dramatic conclusion in a way that I don't yeah. I honestly don't remember it. I think I just took it for granted that Return of the King was coming up and you know was going to be the thing mm. to watch. I don't remember. I I think it was even an unlockable in EA's Two Towers um uh, video game. You could unlock the trailer yeah. if you did certain things in such huh. a way, but I I don't remember watching it all that much, but I just remember the interesting. extraordinarily extraordinarily warm feelings around that film. The yeah, only time that I'd been that psyched about something bef- like s- before that was right. the Final Fantasy VIII trailer. <laughs> um, and I was obsessed with that. Mm. Uh, day and night couldn't stop thinking about it yeah. and it's just the same thing with Return of the King couldn't yeah. stop thinking about it but we can give Frodo a chance I love that I love Couldn't that feeling and I think this is getting into the heart of what these trailers really speak to because there's a reason quite a few of our films have been blockbusters the the trailer bespeaks the inherent cinematic experience of big cinema. Mm. And consequently, my number one is the film that I think I was most excited about seeing in my life. I, I remember how I felt about this. And I don't think I remember feeling another way about any other film. I remember finally when we were going to see it and being in the lobby of the cinema. Uh, and just the, the excitement where I kept looking at the door to yeah. see if they were letting us in yet. <laughs> I just kept glancing <laughs> yeah. over like, come on! I want to fucking oh, do this. And just, uh, I, I love, I'm in love with that feeling. It's like, you know, when you have a, a, a sort of passionate relationship when you're a younger person, yeah. you're as much in love with being in love as you are with the other person. This, tra- the trailers that came out were every part of mm. this because they played for a good six months before the film came out. And every time, yeah. and you'd watch them online so many times that as soon as they started, you'd, you'd know it was that and you'd smile and look around the cinema to see if anyone else was as excited and it was like a secret yeah. little thing, a little you know, that belonged to you. And I think trailers can help build that connection to the point where the film feels like it's part, it belongs to you. And of course, this yeah. can set you up for a big fall, but for me, it didn't because I loved The Dark Knight Rises as much as I thought mm. it would, I would. There's a storm coming. You sound like you're looking forward to it. I'm adaptable. This is trailer three. This is the third trailer. Yeah. There was a teaser one that just had mostly Gary Oldman in a hospital bed and, you know, I, I think oh, yeah. a little glimpse of a blurry Bane before it comes into focus. Um, but the third trailer, the last trailer of three, a teaser and then three trailers, the last mm. one comes out and it's just starts off with silent production logos. And you get that little echoey piano again. And then Halfway's ominous lines about battening down the hatches and that there's a storm coming and you'll wonder how you managed to live so large and for so long and leave so little yeah. for the rest of us. And there's a great iambic pentameter kind of thing going on there, a nice bounciness yeah. to the line. And we get little glimpses of the plane sequence, which is all playing out in silence. You know, the action sequences are silent, yeah. which works especially well with the bridge explosions. You see the Gotham City bridges explode. And then little moves like Bane jumping in the air and punching Batman and Selina Kyle yeah. doing her handstand in the prison and um, the tumbler getting launched into the sky in this mighty explosion and just all to silence. 
and yeah. the Batman theme starts. You know, Zimmer's um, you know, no, 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 no. But um, yeah. Zimmer's Batman <laughs> theme starts coming in, and it's so fucking triumphant in its gradual build, and the the yeah. sense that this is going to be something you've never seen before starts building up. And yeah. you get things like Bane's first line is so fucking cool. What are you? I'm Gotham's reckoning. And just this crunchy kind of resonant sound that has this depth and this crackle that's so yeah. exciting. And when by the time the Batman theme starts coming in, it's done so much to tell you that this is going to be a darker story and a bigger story than The Dark Knight. Then you get this brilliant exchange of... Um, you don't owe these people anymore. Given them everything. Not everything. Not yet. Ugh. Fuck it, I want to watch it now. <laughs> that was so good. That yeah. yeah. That that one mm. line just reminded me of everything I loved about the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. And and, and, and Nolan's Nolan and Bale's Batman. Yeah. Just mm. such a tragic figure. Yeah, exactly. Just so uh. There's so much going on there in terms of what Batman means to Bruce, but um, then that very familiar viral advertising, you know, Basra, Basra starts coming in and yeah. starts fitting in, and, you know, we get the title and this great big moment of triumph, and then we end on a joke, you know, this isn't a car, which is oh, yeah. still really great. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that there were one-liners in Batman. There's a lot. I think like they increased it for the Dark Knight Rises, because you got stuff like, um, I'm sorry you lost your house. No, you're not. And, um... <laughs> so that's what that feels like. My mother warned me about getting into cars with strange men. This isn't a car. There's someone in the comments wrote, I, this makes me want to go back in time. And that's exactly what this trailer does for me now. Um, because I saw The Dark Knight Rises in the cinema, the IMAX, in fact. The very cinema we saw it on yeah. for the first time. I saw it there last year, yeah. and I still think it's a wonderful film, but you can't recapture that feeling that summer of 2012 yeah. where the only question was, how and when am I going to go see The Dark Knight Rises again? <laughs> I saw yeah. it six times that summer at the IMAX, and oh, man. just the, 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 I don't know, the act of rewatching just made it so electric. Um, yeah, fuck me, what a... It's it's a really big film for me, that one, in terms of um, yeah. my connection to cinema. And, you know, Nolan said that when he made these movies, he wanted to capture the feeling he had watching movies like Indiana Jones. I think that's definitely it. When I think of the cinema, I'll always huh. think of stuff like the Dark Knight trilogy now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, it's made me want to... There's a whole bunch of movies from, from our top tens now that I thought, okay, I am going to yeah. rewatch this in the next <laughs> yeah. couple of weeks. Because I've got to relive some of this magic. And it's interesting yeah. because the trailers, as well as, in some cases, weaponizing nostalgia. Yeah. I, I'm now, yeah, mm. they, they have the effect of making me nostalgic for that for yeah. that time. Now I've seen the film and mm. now, we, you know, the, the trailer and film have been and gone. Mm. The trailer is a very handy reminder yeah. of that good feeling and of the, the wonder you felt first watching that movie. Yeah, absolutely. Just breathtaking. Yeah, so that's <laughs> it. That's, um... <laughs> That's yeah. our discussion of trailers. Yeah, in in summary, these movies can just these trailers can just be a really great way of invoking the movie for you, and sometimes of surpassing the movie in terms of narrative or thematic clarity. Mm. But I think they are ultimately more than just a means to an end of getting you into the cinema. They form 
the prologue of your experience of the film and i feel like filmmakers who think that it's just arbitrary and one can be just crafted by you know marketing people or executives or whatever Mm. you know should really think twice um if you're in a position where you can have any sort of influence over the marketing of your film i think you need to take you should yeah you definitely should get involved because you know those expectations katzenberg will do it well exactly and those expectations are a huge part you know of people's actual reception to your film yeah, I wouldn't mm. trust anyone to introduce my own, <laughs> my own. Art it's like Born it. meets. Means <laughs> <laughs> <It's> Born. <laughs> it's like Double Born. This is an interesting marketing campaign you've got for Born Five. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're saying enough. Same. <laughs> <laughs> got to encrypt the hard drive. Okay. Um, how can people find out about the one good thing? They can listen to my cat. Hopefully, his purring has. Uh... <laughs> been picked up for the last five minutes as he decided <laughs> no i've spoken for too long it's it's me time now um so i'm just i'm just i'm just just brushing all of the the fur off of him onto my trousers and clothes that i'm gonna wear for the rest of the day oh. and, and if you want to uh, hear more about that well, well so if you want to hear more about that you can tune in next week <laughs> to, to figure out just how whatever film i'm watching then disrupted my cat's evening um but, but other than that we can be found Without cats, unfortunately, they don't no. allow it anymore. It's too sexy. On Twitter and Facebook, <laughs> OGT Pod. You can send us an email at gmail at OGTPod at gmail.com. Yeah. We are available on all good podcatchers, including Spotify now, which is the platform for dicks like me. Uh, <laughs> we have a Patreon as well. Ooh. Hot on the heels of our Game of Thrones pitch and our Pools Talk Pop episode. Yeah. And our latest episode of 50 Shades of. 50 Pools of Shade. 50 GIFs of um, Jeff. Golly, we've got a, a whole bunch of really good content coming up, including mm. an addendum to this episode. Yes, uh, going to talk about a few more trailers. More trailers. <laughs> yeah. Just a few more, some of the wackier picks or stuff that didn't quite make the list. So, thanks and bye. Thanks, bye. Thanks, bye. Bye. I'm Paul Fye. Thanks, bye. And remember, the only good thing about trailers is... <laughs> 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 <laughs>